today we are going to talk about how to act like a leader. Notice I didn't say how to be born a leader, what traits you need to be a good leader, but how to act like a leader. These are practical, tangible, realistic things that you can do to make people want to follow you, to be a leader worth following. I just want to thank Michael Foster from It's Good to Be a Man. He posted about the misconceptions that people have over headship and inspired me to talk about leadership because we need to know what it means to be a good leader. And the great thing about being a Christian is we can look to Jesus for all of these. So as we are going through them, think about Jesus's life, his actions, his words, and how he did these things and how you can apply them to your life as he was doing it through his ministry. There are such great advantages to being a Christian business person, a Christian leader in general, and most of all, it's because we have the best example of a leader. So we're going to get into that today. Welcome to How to Build a Tent. My name is Matt Williams. We are part of the Fight, Laugh, Feast Network over to flfnetwork.com. Put in HGBT in the memo field. You'll get that sweet mug in the background. You'll get tons of great content. You'll get $100 off of our conference, our Fight, Laugh, Feast conference that I'll be at and that we'll all be at. Um, in October in Tallahassee, or Nashville, not Tallahassee, Nashville. Go over to flfnetwork.com, become a member, get that $100 discount, get the free mug, get tons of other great benefit and content that's behind the paywall. It's really great, and you'll be supporting us. As we own the libs, I have another video. My, I've seen it ranked at 10 for the for Communist Manifesto. <laughs> Bernie Sanders Communist Manifesto on YouTube. I love it. We're cracking the code here. We're cracking the code and we're really upsetting the liberals. I'm seeing people going down and just didn't like not liking or thumbs down on YouTube every video I have just because they're all pissed about my socialist comments. Anyways, that's neither here nor there. We're here to talk about leadership today, but I'm just having a blast. I love it when truth gets out there and it gets frustrating to the people that are just trying to sell you a narrative that's, you know, going to destroy the country. If you have any emails, you can reach out to me, Matt at howtobuildattend.com. I had somebody just reach out to me about asking, do you need to have a degree to go into the tech space? And the answer is probably not. You may, if you want to go work for an employer who's requiring it, unless you can prove to them you have the skills and that you have the certifications and you have the resilience and you have the spirit or the, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Working hard. <laughs> I'm, I'm losing the word. That you are a good worker is basically what I'm trying to say. I was just looking for a better word than that. Um, but th so email me. I'd love to get here. I'd love to hear from you. I get back to you really quickly because I want to make you successful. It's not about making the show successful. Me answering your emails does nothing for me. I just got an email from an 866 number. Oh my God, I got to silence that. All right. Email me, Matt at howdidbuildatent.com. Follow me, subscribe, give me a thumbs up and you know, fight against those liberals. Just thumb down in me. And let's get into it. All right. So these are actions you can take. This is how you can be a leader. Now, you can start working on all these things now. And every single one of you can do it. God has created us to be leaders in some way. If it's not a business, it's in our family. It, maybe it's a church ministry. Maybe it's a nonprofit organization. Maybe it's just with your friends. There's always leadership happening. There's leadership happening all around us. And you want to be the best leader you can be because, hey, you're going to be held accountable someday for how you are as a leader and you don't want to suck. All right, first one. The first act that you can do is do what's best for those you're leading 
not what makes them happy. And I, okay, let me step back for a second. All of this is under the guise of servanthood. And servanthood is abstract. Like, what does it mean to be a servant without literally being someone's servant slave today? And I'm not talking about, I'm talking about an attitude, a mindset as we are doing these actions. If you just have that overall mindset of, I'm going to be serving people, that is, I'm going to be doing what's best for the people I'm following. It's not about myself. I'm not getting them to serve me, but I'm there to serve yourself. You're going to do all right. And that's what Jesus did too. Okay, so this one is do what's best. Number one, do what's best for those you're leading, not what makes them happy. And this is important because oftentimes people will want you to do things that make them feel good. The quick fix, give me, give us all $1,000 bonuses. Well, if that bankrupts your company or puts your company in a situation where you can't invest in some future investment where you can get a strong return on investment and have job security and grow your company, increase profitability where you can make raises long term, well, don't do what makes them happy and give them a bonus now. Don't give them a bonus. Invest in those things that are going to give them job security in the future and give them better jobs in the future and give them more income in the future. You see, so that's just a simple, easy way of, or an example of why you don't always just want to make people happy. Not that you don't want people miserable at your work, but doing what people want isn't always the leadership that you want. And just again, think about all of these points in light of how Jesus acted and what Jesus did and what he said. He wasn't in the business of making everyone feel all happy and warm and toasty inside all the time. The next thing, and this is a good one that Jesus did all the time, is he was available. You need to be available to be spoken to. And I'm not even talking in a physical sense, although it's definitely that too, that you want to be available in your office. You want to be available online. I mean, I try to do that with you guys through email, social media. I'm constantly on those things whenever I can be. I'm on my phone. Sometimes my wife's like, put it down. No, I'm just kidding. I try to manage it pretty well. But I'm there for you guys. I want to be available to you. Not that I'm expecting to lead you guys per se, but I want to be available. And not only should you be available in the physical way of having office hours, having um, communication, responding to the people that email you, even if it's brief and short, you know, the, big, the more people you lead, the less time you're going to be able to give everyone. You're going to have to delegate and appoint other leaders. But also you want to be available in the sense that you can accept criticism and you could be available to receive feedback and input from the people that you're leading. Because oftentimes you are going to be blinded to things and especially if you are in a leader who is really good at equipping people and delegating and you bring in smart people around you and you're really good at building teams, then you most certainly need to be open and available because they're going to see things, they're going to have insights, they're going to have different perspectives that you don't have and don't see that is going to make you a better leader. And it's also going to be something that builds a relationship with the people that are following you in a way that they will want to continue to follow you. So it makes you a better leader and makes your organization better. Whatever you are leading, whether a church, a business, a charity, a family, I, that's why I say organization. It could be all those things. I define organization as more than two, more than one person, so two or more people that have a common goal together. That creates an organization in my mind. So be available. Number three, communicate effectively. Now, this can be construed with natural abilities 
And no doubt there are people who communicate more effectively than other people. But I do not believe that there are just people that cannot communicate effectively. I mean, people that don't even have voices that can sign language can communicate effectively. They can write emails. You don't have to be a public speaker speaking in front of tens of thousands of people to be effective communicators. Just work on being being effective in your emails, in your IMs, in your text messages, in your one-on-one conversations with people, and then build from there. But communication is an action. It's not a gift that you're given with or you're not given with. We all have the ability to communicate in one way or another. Some may be better than others, but it is an action that you have control over. Do not buy into the lie that you are just not born that way and cannot effectively communicate. That's laziness. You can work on it. It might be hard, but hey, a lot of things worth doing are hard and worth the work. So get on it. Be an effective communicator. It is going to be an immense benefit and help for you to do that, not just in leadership goals, quote unquote, but just all of life. When you can effectively communicate your position and your perspective, just life's going to be easier for you. So if that is what it's going to, the hard thing for you to do to take to make things easier in the long run, well, that's a pretty darn good investment if you ask me. All right, we're going to stop. We're going to continue on. Man, I just switched these to my outline in number format. I went back to ABC. That's really annoying. Okay, now we're back. So that was number three. We I, got, I did 10 of these. Wow, I didn't even realize. I didn't even count beforehand. So we're going to do six more. But first, I want to talk to you about our sponsor, Kingsman Grooming Products. KingsmanGroomingPros.com. The link's in the show notes. They have phenomenal products. They're all over my face. They're my beard. They're my aftershave. They're your hair products, skin products, leather products. They have great quality products. You get a discount, 10% off. So they're probably cheaper than the products you're using right now if you use HGBT when you check out. And it's a Christian company. So you can support a Christian company, get better products than you have at a cheaper price. What more do you want? And let me tell you, they are great. You cannot be a good leader if you're always trying to communicate scratching your beard because it's itchy, your hair is in a mess, you want to look presentable, you don't want to be worried about your itchy skin, you don't want to worry about your hair falling over the place, your dry, flaky skin. You don't want that stuff. So one of the things you can do is go over to kingsmangroomingpros.com, put an HDBT when you check out. You'll get 10% off, support a Christian company, and get better quality products. kingsmangroomingpros.com. Number four on actions that you can do to become a better leader or to start becoming a leader is know and believe the vision you're championing. Championing. Know and believe the vision that you are championing. Championing. Why can't I say that word? Or maybe I'm just saying it and it sounds funny to me. Champion. You want to be a champion of your vision. And this is easier for people that have their own company, that started their own company. It's yours. You created the vision. You know what you're trying to build. But this may be more difficult when you are hired onto a company, when you are joining a company, is you have to, especially if you're interviewing for a job, you want to understand this. And oftentimes this doesn't get brought up unless you're at the higher levels C-levels I'm talking about. But even as a manager, even as a director, you want to be understanding what your vision is and believing it because this is what you are going to be using, communicating, what you are going to be working with people when you're making decisions, when you're grooming people, developing people, when you are talking about what strategies, tactics you want to use, what programs you want to, what processes you want to improve, what products you want to focus on. This all revolves around your vision 
and how you champion it. And if you don't believe in it, you're not going to be a great champion for the vision. You're not going to be a great motivator for people to want to buy on and follow you as you help your organization grow. So make sure that you believe in the vision and that you know it enough that you can use it and apply it in every part of the areas that you are leading and that you have authority and management over. Number five, develop your followers into leaders. Now, oftentimes there's like all the psychology about it, how you need to work, go to a workplace where you could feel like you are important and that you can feel like you have a career and a future. It all comes down to this, that you should be creating a cessation plan that is a plan for when you leave that people can fill your spot. That people, even if it's not even your spot, but people below you looking to develop leaders that are maybe two or three notches down the ladder to get them to go to the next spot. You can't, and honestly, you do this with your kids too, right? Is you are putting expectations on them a little higher than where they're at. You're wanting them to grow into what you want them to become because our vision for our kids is for them to be men and women. Our vision for our kids isn't for us to make us happy. Our vision for our kids isn't to make our lives easier, to find out and fulfill the emptiness in our souls. But our vision for our kids is to make them men and women of God. And so what we are doing, applying that vision, is developing them into men and women. And so with our workers too, right? We want to be finding the workers who can be developed into managers. Now, I don't think every worker can be a manager. And I don't think every manager could be a great specialist. So like I use the engineering. Not all engineers are great managers. People, pe- people, person have people, you know, people, person traits. And again, not all managers are really good at being technical and detail oriented. They're more people, people. Uh, they're more of a people person. And so that's different. But anyway, so you want to find the people that are going to be great fits for roles in management and develop them. And now I will say that you should also have a lateral program that promotes and honors people that are great workers, but doesn't necessarily put them into a management position because you don't want to take a great engineer and put them into a manager position and then you lose a great engineer and now you have a bad manager. You want to have good managers and good engineers and you want to develop them and keep them and maybe they can be a lead, maybe they can work on development, maybe they can be working into new projects, but it doesn't all, every promotion doesn't have to go into management and we should get rid of that stigma right away. But whether you're promoting and developing your workers, the ones you're following or leading, excuse me, into management or up the ladder on a a lateral lateral climb in their specialty, always be developing them because it's going to build relationships. It's going to show them that you care about them and it's going to create a place for them where they feel like they're getting fulfilled. They're being challenged. Like God has created us to have that personality of always wanting to be challenged. That we are always wanting to achieve things. I really believe that. Number six, and I should say this too. These are not in order. This is just me jotting down before uh, reading Michael Foster's post and jotting down. These are the things that I want to tell people that you can do to be a great leader. So number five was develop followers and leaders. Number six is work hard. And we've talked about this. That's the secret to success. It's the secret to leadership too. It's in everything. You got to work hard for what you want to be good at. You want, you have to work hard for the things you want to be successful. And we should constantly remind ourselves of this because it's the one we don't want to do the most because it's hard. 
Working hard is hard. Imagine that. Number seven, make sure that there is nothing that you will ask someone to do that you wouldn't do yourself. If you have people on your team that clean the bathrooms, then you should do it at least once. Now, I'm not saying that you should always be cleaning the bathrooms. I'm talking more about a mindset because obviously the CEO is not providing the best value, isn't being a leader, isn't helping everybody else if they go do the lowliest job all the time. That's why you hire someone to do it. But you should not have the mindset that you are above the job and you're above the people you're leading who are doing those jobs. You want, again, it goes back to that server servant mindset of, hey, they're not they're not worse than me. I'm not better than them. The jobs they're doing are important in their specific ways. And so if you can at least do it and know what it's like, that is tremendously helpful. And that also creates a humility in yourself that people will follow and will catch on to. There is a difference between pride and confidence and people know the difference. There's a difference between a humble person and a prideful person and people definitely know the difference. You're not fooling anybody. No one likes following prideful people. People like following people that are humble. They're more trustworthy and you can relate to them and it makes you more relatable and trustworthy. So be a humble person and just look at Jesus, man. If there was anyone that walked this earth that didn't have to be humble, it was him. But yet he was the perfect leader for us to follow. Number eight, own every mistake. Now, I'm not telling you to not hold people accountable that you should, but ultimately it always comes back to you as the leader and you should own it. And you should, when what I mean by that is not necessarily saying that, oh, I'll take the fall for it and don't worry about it. Just go back to what you're doing. It's cool, man. But it's taking responsibility in a way of like, all right, well, I'm going to make sure that whoever's watch it was that that mistake happened, that we're going to come up with a solution. We're going to fix it. We're going to make it right. And we're going to make sure it never happens again. Make it right. Make sure it never happens again. Owning your mistakes. Nine, conversely, is make sure you are praising your followers liberally. And this was an interesting one that I was thinking about in the context of Jesus, because I'm thinking through the Gospels. I don't really see him liberally praising people, but he always is giving glory to God. He's giving praise where it's due. He says, you said well when people say say things that are well, even when they're trying to <laughs> trap him. Um, but I think it's important for us to make sure that you are constantly encouraging people there are people that respond to it really well, and there's people that are, that's not so much their, you know, language that they respond to the best. But at the same time, you constantly want to be complimenting people, especially as a leader, because people are going to hear your negativity louder than your positivity. So if you make a point of being more positive and encouraging and reinforcing people's strengths and reinforcing the vision and being positive, and when you give wins, giving it to the people and making sure that they understand that their work really paid off to get this victory, to get this big win. Um, I just think that it's going to be a lot more helpful and beneficial, and it's going to create a better synergetic team, a more efficient team, a team that loves following you. And you can see this because in the poor leaders that do the opposite, they blame everybody else and take all the praise themselves. You know, that kind of leadership dries up really quick where people don't want to follow it. And I don't want you to be that person either. Number 10, 
And this kind of relates to what I just said. So it's a great segment. Segway. Never talk in a way that it's all about you. Never talk like it's about you. Because it's not. (laughs) Some people don't know that. Don't talk about the mission, the vision. Don't talk about your projects, what's going on, what happened to you. Don't talk about it in a way that it's about you. That is, oh my gosh, you guys, you really let me down. Oh, you made me look bad. Or let me, this is how it relates to me. Or this is what it's about for me. Never talk about it in a way that's about you. So those are 10 practical ways that you can start acting like a leader where people will want to follow you. Again, not that you're born that way, not that you have the skills or don't have the skills, but it's actions. And you can start doing every single one of those now. It just takes work. It just takes diligence. It's important, especially for those of you doing the 250, making 250. I haven't talked about it lately, so let me just say it real quick before we leave. 250, making 250 is my goal this year to get 250 of you or your family to start a business with the modest goal of making $250 in revenue a year. The purpose is to get you through the motions of everything that has to do with business, getting everything situated and not being overwhelmed with trying to be super successful and be on the cover of Forbes and to be retired at age 35, but simply just getting through the motions and starting to experience what it's like. Because it's not that scary. It seems scary to start a business, but it's not that scary. And then once you get started, you get comfortable with how it works, how things are functioning, you work out the kinks, and then we can start scaling and making money. So that's my goal this year, 250 making 250 for 2020. I hope you join. I hope to hear from you, Matt at howtobuild10.com. Follow me on the social sites. Please like, subscribe to this show, and we'll talk to you tomorrow. God bless. 